to face, hand to hand, film to film. Welcome once again to the one and only Film to Film, the most anticipated bi-weekly podcast in the world. My name is Iñak Lanyero and here I'm with my good friend, James Shergan. How are you doing, James? Hola, compañero. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, these words you hear many times in uh, the film we are about to talk about, um, which is, uh, we are, as you can imagine, back in South America for another uh, film from Chile. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this time was my turn to, to pick. Uh, we are in uh, late September. And I believe this episode of the podcast should come out around September 20th. Like early September twenties, uh, on September eighteenth is the Chilean Independence Day, so I picked a Chilean movie. Sadly, I picked one about the a, a moment in the dictatorship, but this one is a fun one. <laughs> yeah, and and it's also not pro dictatorship, to be clear. It, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, although, what's interesting, so. I, I don't know if I haven't introduced a movie yet. The name is uh, Jailbreak Pact in English, in Spanish, Pacto de Fuga. This one is available, and unfortunately not in Canopy. I will have to name Mr. Uh, Bessa's Place. You can only watch it on Amazon Prime right now. But uh, beyond that, what do you think, James? What do you think of the movie? Um, well, I think it's, uh, I think it's a couple things. I mean, I think as a movie, it's decent. Uh, mm -hmm. I would not say this is a great film. And I, I think stylistically, I don't know if it does too much to set it apart from other prison films, but prison films where people break out of prison are entertaining. And I think this also captures a really interesting point in Chilean history that, you know, I'd heard a little about, but certainly a moment that I'm less familiar with, but is also obviously um, extremely important historically, if, yeah, if I understand no. right. Well, yeah, the, the time was important. This event, interestingly enough, uh, at the time, it was not heavily, uh, I mean, it came out in all the news. So, but apparently it was sort of forgotten very quickly. Uh, maybe because it made the the government look bad. I don't know. Um, right. And, and I mean, it went this time in Chilean history, I mean, like prisoners escaping, that would be a big deal on its own. But wasn't there quite a lot happening during this time? I mean, like they, in the film, we see this moment where they decide, I think, to uh, have an actual election, if I'm understanding right. right? Um, so right. it's like, it maybe is just overshadowed by these larger, uh, events in the news would be. Yeah, I think, I would think so. I mean, to, to be honest, I actually didn't know about, uh, actually, so to give a really quick intro, uh, a really quick, uh, one sentence summary for the listeners who might not have seen the movie. So basically this is, uh, during last year of the dictatorship, a group of uh, militants that were, uh, <clears throat> that were uh, political prisoners carried out as, as an escape and almost 50 people left the Santiago public prison. So, I mean, the 50 people escaping, that's not a small number. 
Um, the reason I picked this movie is so, I mean, James, you have not seen that many Chilean movies, although I wouldn't be surprised if you've seen at least with this one, at least two movies about the dictatorship or around that time, right? What, what, what was the other one? The, the Maid? No, The Maid is during, it, it should be around, it should be from the 80s, but it's, around, it's modern times. Okay. Uh, no, uh, uh, <laughs> no, the other one would be uh, Machuca. Oh, okay, right, right, right. Been That's a, uh, this school case, yeah, yeah. yeah. Been a while since I've seen that, but yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, and then that one's, I think, a 2004 movie, so a very long time ago that came out. Um, but yeah, the main reason I picked this movie is because I, I mean, we've seen a lot of Italian movies of people doing plans and doing silly things. And I, I thought this, taking the context, the historical context away, still was sort of a fun prison escape movie. Yeah. And, Do you know how, um, true to life this film actually is? It's pretty close. Uh, so they changed all the names of every single character. Mm-hmm. Uh, including the uh, prosecutor, uh, but they were. They, but the movie definitely alludes to the real person. The person looks very like almost the same on uh, to the real pro the real general prosecutor of the country at the time. Got it. What What about sort of just the general execution of the of the jailbreak? Very close. Uh, from what I've been reading, apparently they they changed a couple of things that. Almost made it that that almost made it less interesting than the real life. So, for example, the air situation uh, mm -hmm. on the movie, uh, the way that they 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 built the air thing, they, they they did steal the pump from one of the prison mates, the the motor to create the pump. However, for the tubing that carried out the air, actually, what they used was. Uh, Coke, Fanta, or other bottles, uh, mm. the liter and a half, two liter bottles. And they just taped them together with uh, duct tape and, and puncture holes. And they had that throughout the entire, uh, the entire tunnel. So that's like a small detail that, you know, was different from the movie. Right. But I mean, um, even in that case, the movie is pretty close, depicting exactly. a problem that they probably had too. So interesting. Right. And the earthquake, yeah. I'm guessing, was real too? The earthquake was real too. And I mean, in reality it was, even in the movie, they, they sort of allude to it. It wasn't a big earthquake. It was, well, it was probably a four Richter earthquake, which for Ch Chile is, and Santiago not is, is not yeah. a big earthquake. But I mean, as a tremor, they were like, shit, yeah, that's, yeah. we got where, yeah. where you are currently in Washington, D.C., a four tremor would be massive. Yeah, I mean, D.C. had it. People might lose control of their bowels over over a four tremor in DC. Well, there was there was one in twenty eleven. Uh, it was four point eight, I think. And uh, you know the uh, Washington Monument, you couldn't get uh, visited until like twenty fourteen, because it had this it had like broken a shit ton of its foundations. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Yeah, they, like they had to rebuild. They had to like fix uh, the the Ca Capitol Hill. And also the National Cathedral, among other buildings, because this okay. city is not prepared for it. Right. So East Coast of the United States, not built for earthquakes, but this is Chile, where four is, is a relatively small earthquake. 
Right, exactly. Except for, you know, a, a man-made hole of people digging through it. Yeah, no, no health inspections here, or no, no. structural inspection. So, yeah, so w what do you think of the, uh, the escape itself? Like, You mean sort of like the last half an hour of the film? Yeah, no, I'm saying that the plan and everything. Like, do you think that was like a logical way of escaping a prison? It seems like it. I mean, I think the most remarkable part for me is like, and they do talk about it a little bit, is just how many people escaped and how much solidarity they, they would have had to to just not be discovered. I mean, like there uh -huh. was a lot of people in on their plan. So it's like kind of amazing that uh, people didn't get wind of it. Right. No, definitely. And uh, yeah, I thought so too. I think uh, thematically speaking, uh, the solidarity between all the, all the characters is really huge, especially because of what's at stake. If, if one person got caught, they all would have been screwed. Um, I think one of the things about this movie that uh, actually catches my attention in general is, and this is obviously going into historical context, right? Is that, uh, or one thing, that, sorry, one thing that, anno that annoys me about this movie is that it probably doesn't give you enough and give the audience enough information. Like even a Chilean audience, uh, like even, even myself, like they sort of maybe in one sentence explain something. Uh, and, you know, if you miss that sentence, then you don't understand why are things happening. Um, one example of that is the prison itself was really nice. If you ask me, you know, like they had a lot the, the prisoners had a lot of freedom, but also like you, you think of a prison and dictatorship, you would imagine, you know, them being locked up in like some hole. And I mean, the building doesn't, I mean, the building itself is not nice, but they, it seems that they have, seem that they have, you know, uh, arts and crafts locations and a lot of activities and they get to play soccer. Uh, do you, do you think of any, anything of that? Where, what was that? Do, do like I think? one, <laughs> so one thing that surprised me throughout the movie and, and I'm going to give context a little bit later, but one thing that surprised me was how nice the living conditions were for these prisoners. Is that something that caught your attention? Yeah. I mean, come to think of it, I guess stuff was pretty nice there. Uh, pro probably nicer than our prisons. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know if it's nicer than our prisons, but like, would it's not something I would imagine at a mil at a prison for in, political uh, prisoners for political prisoners during a dictatorship, you know. I I will put it this way: if Trump were to design a political prison here, I think it would be much nastier than this one. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> that's true. Uh, and and but yeah, basically what later on uh, like, and like I was wondering like when looking into into it, I was wondering why. And it's explained, like, basically, they were treated differently because the Pope had been there. Oh, so the Pope, the Pope had visited, and yeah. he, and basically, he went to visit the political prisoners, because political prisoners anywhere in any country are not viewed, it's not viewed positive, 
it's not positive of a country's outlook when you have political prisoners. So it was sort of a way to say, hey, we are taking care of human rights. Also, these are not political prisoners. These are terrorists. But, but third, uh, they were all kind of in death row anyways. Well, yeah, at least a handful of them were, right? Yeah. And, but apparently, like, most of them were. Uh, right. And, and most of them were technically on the official books. And that's the other sentence that you can, you sort of lose. Uh, that it's just a one sentence explanation. There's a character hmm. talking to the, to the prosecutor, uh, the, the, the public, or the defender. She's like arguing with the prosecutor and she's like, uh, prosecutor basically says like, oh, the CNI, which is, which is uh, the National Information Center. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Or, but basically the same thing. They were the secret police. Okay. Uh, yeah, he basically says like, oh, the CNI could do whatever they want with them. And she's like, no, they, they no longer have jurisdiction because they've been process- properly processed. Huh. Do you think uh, this film, uh, sort of cover- talking about like the context that it covers, do you think it was primarily made for Chilean audiences or do you think it was made for uh, more of a global audience or maybe just South America? What, what are your thoughts there? I think it was probably is is probably made for a Chilean audience, but also with a look into making a more Hollywood movie. Okay, you know, uh, in the sense that it, yeah, it doesn't. I, I feel like the the director here didn't want to be bogged down with uh, so much with the history. I mean, he tries to be as accurate. I mean, as accurate as possible. But I feel like. Unlike other Chilean dictatorship movies, the politics is not the main thing. It's there, mm. it's around it, but it's it's a background story. the 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 main the the main premise is the escape and the plan. Got it. Let let me ask you this also as an outsider to all of this. Um, would uh, what is sort of the sentiment around like would this be seen as a very political movie these days now that it's 30 years later or will there be some people uh, that are maybe more pinochet leaning that are like fuck that movie so i mean you mean like would it be would it be viewed as very like politically approved or would it uh, or like, would it be controversial for some people yeah, like, would this film be very divisive? Or do you think, like, most Chileans will be like, oh, yeah, uh, I would be kind of on board with the politics of this film, even though it doesn't dive full deep into, like, Chilean geopolitical right. politics. Uh, that's a, that, that could actually bring up, bring up a very long conversation. Uh, I, in, so Chilean politics, even today, are very divided. Uh, I, I would say most people. Most people would watch this and be like, "Oh yeah, no, I can, I can see that this is a fun movie. This is a movie about you know this political prisoners escaping and and feel good about it when they escape." Mm-hmm. There would be a minority, okay, that are like that, the, that are like the colonel was the real hero of this movie. Yeah, or or. <laughs> 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 or, or, or basically, they would view it more as like, oh yeah, this movie's full of lies. These guys were terrorists, and and the colonel was never that evil, and you know something yeah. like that. 
look at how nice their prison was, blah, 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 blah. No, but yeah, or they would even go further, say, oh, their prison was much nicer, and the colonel, like, they were never beat up or something. There are still group, there are still people over there, or, or on the more extreme, which was what you were saying, the colonel is the hero, and all of these individuals should have been tossed out on a hel from a helicopter. Like, you will have a group of people who believe that okay. today. Because, I mean, like, 30 years ago, that's a long time ago, but it's also not that long ago. Like, right. you, you were alive. I mean, you, you didn't mm -hmm. have an opinion of it at that time, being that you're, like, a year old. Um, but right. it's like, your parents are alive. They were in Chile uh -huh. at the time. So it's like, yeah. people that were alive during this event and were adults during this event are still around. Right. Yeah, this exactly. Is, this is not like the 1920s. Exactly. And, uh, and I think that that is an interesting question that you're asking. And, it's, and even more of a discussion because one thing that we could say could be comparable might be looking at Guantanamo Bay today and the people who are inside that. Um, that one's a much higher security prison, but like the hundred individuals who are in Guantanamo today are people who have been accused of a horrendous terrorist act, right? But the question go, but they haven't necessarily, they've been accused, but they haven't been tried, they haven't been convicted, there hasn't been anything happening. So if we're talking about legality and due process, uh, they have the same amount as people, uh, the, the folks in the, in the movie, right? If there was an escape today, what would be our thoughts? Probably, oh shit, there's a horrible terrorist outside. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If later we discover that those terrorists were, that those people were not uh, horrible terrorists, then our, our minds would change. So I wouldn't be surprised that when that happened in, you know, in 1990, maybe half the people, half the, uh, half the citizens when reading the paper were like, oh shit, dangerous terrorists are escaped to prison. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Although, yeah, no, what's interesting though, so, so the group that they, they are from, because uh, all, all, I think in total there were like 120 uh, imprisoned or political yep. prisoners. Yeah. All of them were from the same um, organization, which was called Frente Patriotico Manuel Rodriguez. I think, no. F no. Yeah, well, uh, no, yeah. forgetting. And but, were, uh, were, were they all communists? Yeah, so they were okay. all communists, but they were on the, uh, they were on, yeah, they were uh, more of an extreme, um, well, I mean, so political parties were illegal until 1988, and then in 1988, political parties were illegal except for the Communist Party, and then the Communist Party was legal in itself. Um, so, I mean, were they members of the communist party? No. Uh, and, and there's one scene where, uh, in the movie where, uh, the wife of Jimenez, I believe she talks to this uh, political leader to try to get them outside help. I don't know if you remember that scene and the mm -hmm. leader is like, no, we can't do that. 
this group just killed a bunch of cops in the south and we cannot be affiliated with them at all. So that leader is, that was supposed to be like the political leader, like the leader of the Communist Party. So the Communist Party definitely didn't want to have anything in. I see. So these guys are like more, they're, they're commun, they identify as communists, but they're more extreme. So they're sort of disowned a little bit by like the, the mainstream communists. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, and Chilean politics is kind of a weird thing because the Communist Party in Chile is... I mean, I'm not going to compare with every country in the world, but like, comparison to many countries, the Communist Party would be not considered communist. Like, they're, they're democratic. Socialist? Like, very left-wing. Yeah. I mean, and, and the Socialist Party in Chile is basically neoliberal. Okay. So, and, all right. Yeah. So, not not that they're, they're like right-wing, but I'm saying like, Chile has, it was the country with the most amount of uh, free trade agreements in the world. And most of those free trade agreements happened with presidents from the Socialist Party. Okay. <laughs> Fair. So, yeah. It's, uh, I mean, the name of parties is kind of a weird thing. Uh, okay. The na naming conventions. But, yeah, no, these guys were extreme, uh, were radicals, but they were mainly fighting for against the Pinochet uh like uh for example they uh and, and in the movie they allude to this there was a a heavily armed attempt to kill pinochet once that failed miserably was it but by this group was yeah not yeah not, not necessarily the main characters but by that the frente Patriot, patriota they had like, we're talking about they had rocket launchers, they had like heavy grenades, they imported a crap ton of things from like, I think Cuba and the Soviet Union. And it failed miserably. They literally like, they missed the car, they, they hit the, the wrong car. It was a caravan, <laughs> they hit the wrong car. Um, and then apparently the, most of their weapons malfunctioned or jammed. <laughs> like, <laughs> and they all got caught. I want to see that movie. I know, me too. Uh, I don't know if they made a movie about it, but it's it's a crazy story if you think about it. Uh, sounds, but, sounds, mean, what, sounds almost like a Coen Brothers movie. Anyways, go ahead. Yeah, but one, I mean, one thing I I do like about this movie is that it's they they you can see how that a failure like that could happen. Because the main characters, sure, they were really good at escaping, but these are all like college. I mean, not. I mean, people who I, I can imagine like college kids, like people who are not trained at all. Like, you got an engineer, you got a doctor, you got an architect. You don't really have any like military mind. Right. It's a it's a left wing group. And, I mean, in a country where it sounds like it sounds like in Chile, if I understand correctly, the military is definitely seen as, or at least during this time period, would be seen as the right wing part of the country. Correct. Well, yeah. I mean, even even today, I mean, militaries usually are, are conservative, right? Yeah. right? yeah. I mean, this was right at the end of the dictatorship too. So we're talking about after seventeen years. So. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and I mean, historically, it's, uh, it's uh, an interesting 
I mean, this is interesting time for Chile. But let's get back to the movie. <laughs> yeah. For a second. All right. Sounds good. Um, so, out of the characters, any character that stood out for you? Um, well, I feel like the two characters they want you to focus on the most are the architect and the, uh, and the main guy. Uh, the guy that's the last to get off the bus. Mm. Or what? Yeah. Or am I getting the architect and the engineer mixed up? I forget. It's yeah, like the, the guy the, that the last. The, the, I I I nicked the name name them uh, the mustache one and the <laughs> yeah and the one with the uh, ponytail. Okay. Well, there's the big guy that's sitting at the bus at the end. Who is he? Yeah, that's the mustache guy. That's uh, that's that was the architect. Okay, the architect and then the engineer. So, yeah, the architect and the engineer. Um, I think one interesting thing about this film, and I kind of wish they switched it up slightly, is that it doesn't really have a single focus on a character. It's like I feel like mm -hmm. movies, they'll normally have it. So uh, there's like one character who you kind of, maybe you don't totally see stuff through their lens, but you tend to see it through their lens, like, an example could be like if it's a prison break drama you might be first introduced to a character that's first going into the prison and so you mm. sort of get introduced to the prison dynamics that way this movie does not do that it just kind of just jumps right in um and right. they're all already sort of planning this thing um so i think it's interesting because it doesn't really have like a character that you can latch onto. it's a true ensemble in that case i'm curious what you think about that sort of decision i think yeah, I, I don't know why they... Uh, I'm assuming the director might have done it because they already had some something planned out before they arrived to that prison. Maybe that's why. Uh, however, I, I actually liked it. I think it, it adds to the whole concept that uh, this was more of a community and more of a... You know, they have that camaraderie that... And that, you know, every single character was an important element. Right. E even though I mean, they focus on two. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, the idea that it's, uh, I mean, like, as, as I was joking about in the beginning with, like, Compañeros is said so many times in this movie. Uh, that's mm -hmm. definitely, like, the most spoken word. So creating it so it's more of an equal community effort in a certain way does make sense uh, for the character's philosophy as well. But I will say, as a film, it does make it a little bit, um, I don't know, it's just kind of hard to know. It, it just ends up feeling very procedural, rather than like having certain characters where you're you're latching on to more emotionally. And it does go into both of their stories a bit. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, I think it ends up being a small weakness for the film, for, for my eyes at least. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I can definitely see that. In a way, I mean, the, the movie could have... Because, I mean, I actually have no issues with straight-up procedural movies. And maybe it should have been that, or maybe it should have picked the other lane. I think it... I, I, and I, I actually thought you might you would have gone the other way, of like maybe saying that there was way too much character and should have focused even more on procedure. Yeah, uh, well, I could have gone that way too. I feel like it kind of split the difference, and I don't know if it totally worked. Yeah, I I would agree with that, especially because the 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 movie it almost feels like it tries a lot to focus on uh, the the engineer, 
uh, Leon, and I mean, as a character, he's not that interesting. Like he, he person, personality-wise. Yeah, I mean, honestly, as a character, if you're to criticize this film too, it's like the characterizations of all these people. None of them are particularly rich. It's like you learn a bit about them, um, and it tr tries to cover some emotional material, but it's not mm -hmm. really like super in depth. It's like, yeah, you, you know yeah. what matters and uh, you know, that's a choice. It's like that allows the film to cover more characters and stuff like that. And like, it also creates more of that sense of community, but I do feel like it might, um, I don't know. I, I feel like there's maybe a bit more to latch onto, especially in sort of the middle section of the film. If you mm -hmm. have some of those, uh, things to, uh, to more, deeply explore I, I agree I, I, I think and, I, and I, I think the movie could have de developed that a little bit more and take out like one of the music montages <laughs> this movie has three yeah. and I think there's one too many uh, like I, I enjoyed the first two but then the third one I'm like yeah, yeah you I, could I mean, shorten yeah. it out they're fine. I enjoy musical montages here and there, but it's not a good crutch to if you if you're thinking too much. If you're counting the musical montages, which sounds like you did, that's that's not a good sign either. I mean, most well, movies that, just that have my one second or two. viewing. Yeah, <laughs> that was on my second yeah. viewing. But but still, it's just like yeah. The third one, I'm just like wait. There's oh man, yeah. That that is too many. Um, I I would say. I I mean, so I don't have that much of an issue when when not having like a lot of character devel development. If the character is interesting by itself, by himself or herself, well, in this case, they were just m m mostly men in the movie, right? I actually like the mustache one, the uh, guy, uh, Jimenez, the, the architect. Which, the which the, one? Architect? Okay. The architect. Because uh, even though you, yeah, they don't tr uh, work too much in developing him as a character, his dialogue, you can get on an acting, you can get his full personality right away. Like he's the one who is, you know, will talk shit right away. Like whenever someone asks him like, hey, what are you carrying in that bag? He's just like, oh, we got, I got some Molotov. Like, yeah, one of the wardens asked like, what are you carrying in that bag? He's like, oh, some Molotov cocktails and grenades. You know, like he talks back in a way that is much more enjoyable than anyone else. True, true. Uh, I mean, his dialogue was probably the most enjoyable. So, I mean, had other characters been more colorful, you don't need that much in, uh, development then. Right. That's true. Um, yeah. and, and perhaps that's why at the end the, the director decided. Cause I'm, I'm really curious on how they decide who was the last character in the bus. Because that's how you feel like, oh, that's the main character. But I mean, as you said before, before that scene, I feel like there there was no main character. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I don't think there really is either. I mean, I guess I would lean towards saying the architect was if I had to pick one, but it really, I mean, like even like the first two characters, the architect and the engineer, were mentioning, like they don't have that much more screen time than uh, a few of the other characters too. Yeah.
like the the doctor ha- has a whole full scene where he's, oh, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. talking to his dad. Uh, I mean, he's definitely a more forgettable character, but still. I mean, what's funny is that a character that doesn't have that much of a scene, but very memorable to me, is the uh, the song, the, the guitarist. The, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I thought they'd explore him more. Yeah. Yeah, they could have. Uh, I yeah. kind of wanted to learn more about him. Like he he seems like one of the nicest guys in the in the whole crew. <laughs> That's because all he, his job is literally to play the guitar. True. Uh, what do you think of um, in general? What do you as a, an electrical engineer? What do you think of uh, <laughs> all the techniques that they followed in order to do anything for the escape? Uh, as an electrical engineer, uh, I mean, or as an engineer, James, as an engineer, uh, I do not think I would be capable of this sort of engineering, but, uh, yeah, what they did seem, I mean, it worked. So I'm I'm not going to criticize these guys, What they did work. So, <laughs> so if one of you 49 is listening to this podcast now, good work, good job, <laughs> architect, good job, engineer, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, apparently what uh, one thing I read in real life, like they even had uh, speakers throughout the tunnel. All they did was amplified uh, headphones and they also like, I don't know, they, they would play with the wires to make it so the headphones would become microphones. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, so they could actually talk to each other. Uh, I don't know. I was just curious, uh, given your expertise. Um, it, yeah, but now that I think about the characters, I the, the, the bad guys are way more memorable almost. Yeah, the bad guys are memorable, but the bad guys are movie tropes we've seen before. It's like True. These military and prison guys. I do enjoy it, and they did a good job with, with them just being like just like snarling and tearing up the screen but they are characters we have seen many times oh yeah no yeah. I, I mean they do a good job at chewing the the scenery though yeah <laughs> it's like if you took one of them there and you put it into 1940s or 1930s maine or whenever shawshank redemption was set and you had them just beat up tim robbins i'd be like all right okay that makes sense yeah well, that's true um I do like the, uh, the, there was one scene for, with, the, with the wardens that I enjoyed, which was, uh, I think it was the earthquake scene when uh, one of the guys uh, gets tra- uh, almost trapped in the tunnel and they get him out and he's sort of limping. And the warden's like, what took you so long to get out of jail? And he's like, oh, he, uh, he twisted his ankle. He's like, he just looks at him and I'm just like, I, think, I don't know if his name was, you know, Pavis or whatever, but it's like, yeah. how can you be so fucking stupid? <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> it was pretty amusing. I laughed at that part. That's probably the funniest part of the movie. I think the movie had some. Fun. I, I I think the director did put like okay, the comedy. I I think it was the comedy on those characters was placed in purpose. Same with okay. the back and forth. Uh, but maybe, maybe not. I was thinking also the back and forth between uh, the the engineer, no, the uh, architect and. 
on the prosecutor when the prosecutor is like, oh, I heard you guys are building a whorehouse. And he's like, oh, we're, we're building a whorehouse. I would have invited your mother, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Shit like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, what would you rate this movie in general? As a movie, I enjoyed it, so probably like six and a half. I would say like a as a film, it's it's not like super inspiring, but it was entertaining throughout, and I think it shows this important part of history. Uh, mm. Yeah, what about what about yourself? I mean, as a movie itself, probably also six, but I mean, I I do uh, maybe six or seven. Uh, I think it's a good movie. But yeah, no, it's not an amazing movie. Um, I I for, do. Hmm? Or you go ahead. I I did like the the I did like the fact that although yes, you have uh, good and bad guys here, like it doesn't shy, shy away from telling you what they might have done, and they might have killed people. I mean, like the main characters, right. You know, as a foreign audience, I feel like maybe this is made for Chileans. You didn't never fully answer that question, by the way. But uh, but it's not quite established enough that stuff, and it's sort of like what you're saying. How this film maybe underexplains it, where it's like yeah. there's just a line or two. It would have been nice if they more emphasized it because it's there's a lot of like references to historical stuff, and as someone mm -hmm. unfamiliar with it, it's hard to know what to focus on. Um, and you make it sound as if there's like a lot of little bits of information just sort of spiced in there. And for someone right. that's unfamiliar with that historical time, uh, to level, uh, a Chilean would be, uh, I don't, I know, I know less of what to pick out. So I think some of those details may be richer for a native Chilean audience, but for myself, um, it doesn't add quite so much, at least not in the initial viewing. You know, that's, a, that's a really good point. And I, I mean, and the more I'm talking to you, the more I think this was probably definitely made for a Chilean audience. At first, because of uh, how much it sort of uh, makes the dictatorship and politics a secondary thing, I thought maybe it was made for an international audience. But yeah, no. Um, there's a lot of historical details that right. it references. Um, for me also, I was going to just say that, uh, the highlight of the film for me is just the last half an hour, which is just fun to watch. It's just nice to see the culmination of the efforts and, and the sort of like inspiring music. I mean, like it's nothing revolutionary, but you know, it works. It works. Yeah. You, you like see the guys getting off the bus, they're like stop number three, stop number four. And then at the end, it's just Jimenez left and he's like, and he's getting the fuck out of the country probably. Uh, and it's like. It's like, this is enjoyable. I mean, it's yeah. nothing, nothing, n this is not like Orson Welles directing Citizen Kane, but it's like inspiring, solid, enjoyable movies. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, that's the funny part uh, about my criticism with this montages, is that although I think there are too many, they were probably the highlights of the, some of the highlights of the movie. Like the, the last, the, you know, them leaving, that's a, that's a montage. Uh, there is the, uh, when they recruit all the new members, they kind of have a montage there where they're explaining all the st steps that they have to follow and the strict rules that they impose right. on themselves. 
and I, I thought that was a very well made montage where as you're explaining you know again very very cookie cutter in a way but still enjoyable right. uh, with uh, a couple of comments spliced therein like spliced within like when they're explaining you know oh the dirt is going to go up in that crawl space oh how bad is it uh, you know, you just gotta crawl a little bit, and then the, and then it shows the scene, shows the guy like on the crawl space, and, and he's like barely able to move. It's like, ah, fuck these guys, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, another film where they just focused a lot more on procedure and stuff like that. They could have made like a real claustrophobic, like thing, just with that tunnel, because that that tunnel is like, did they have some cool shots in there? It's like yeah. some of that like far out shot with it. And, like, to do that, they would have had to just, like, make it live in the tunnel um, longer, maybe ha- generate some more tension from, like, that earthquake. Uh, mm-hmm. So I feel like maybe this film couldn't totally decide if it wanted to be very procedural or, or, or what, and so it ends up sort of just going three different ways, and uh, it's mm-hmm. sort of just splitting the difference. And it, it works, uh, but maybe it doesn't work as well as it could have if it focused more on one or the other. I, I, I agree. You said three different ways. So there was the personal, the procedural, and then what's the third one? Maybe just like atmospheric and focusing on just like this physical feat. Uh, there's this French prison break movie I watched, uh, Lead Troll, and that focuses mm-hmm. so much on just like, well, I'd say it focuses a lot on the physicality of it and also like the atmosphere of it. They're like going through these things and it's like pipe stripping and that kind of thing it just sort mm-hmm. of drenches you in that atmosphere um but yeah i mean uh I, I felt like this film there's just like a lot of characters in it too so it's hard to have so many characters and to develop them well in interesting ways too right right yeah and I, I i think a focus on the procedural would have been a smarter it would have been a smarter bet yeah did you watch this film with your partner no no i ended up sitting by myself again but uh um, and in the technicalities, what do you think of this movie? Uh, what do you think of the set, or where they were placed? I thought it was a good set. Uh, I was going to ask you where, since you've done some more research on this, where that was, or, or if that was like a real prison or whatnot. But it was a cool set. I really like um, the uh, like the shot of like that crawl space. I mm-hmm. like the crawl space. Um, and I like the sort of like place where they got to crawl underneath the dirt. Um, so, uh, so I, those two places I think stood out. So maybe for me, I just wish they focused more on those. Cause I think those are like the fun parts to play. Yeah. Where it's no, like, they I, have I to agree. like, they have to like, uh, like move their body in these ways, um, to, to, uh, uh, like that, that's like not normal and shows just kind of like the difficulty of the feet. Um, right. Yeah, and it's like they kept falling back and like showing like day three sixteen day whatever, but I think there are more interesting ways that they could have shown how difficult this was. Hmm. No, I, I I agree with that. Um, I think, I mean, I think the tunnel are the tunnel scenes are probably one of the stronger scenes in general. Right. Uh, I really like. I mean, I mean, if we're talking about. Sh- uh, a specific shot that I really or a scene that I really liked was when uh, uh, that election uh, between the yes and no for uh, the no one which is a good news and 
the guys are digging and they just like, oh, no one. And then Jimenez is left by himself and he's like, shit, we're gonna have to get out before the, uh, Pinochet leaves. And then it zooms out and it really shows how little space everything is with him alone, especially. Right, yeah. I don't know how they did the shot, so maybe certain things weren't possible, but I could have done with like 30% more space in that place where they're digging. Right. Yeah, no, me too. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised that it was uh, probably CGI, to be honest, uh, some of that. Yeah, But maybe. really well really well made. Um, I mean, so the, 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 the establishing shot in the, in like the very first scene where you have the establishing of the prison, that one felt like CGI 100%. Okay, sure. I don't, I, I, I don't, don't know, remember I don't, it actually. So hard for me to it was say, just, but you're probably right. Yeah. I mean, it was just very stylized. Uh, maybe not, maybe it wasn't, uh, the, the prison, the real prison doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. So let's start with that. Do you think this was uh, a high budget movie? No, I don't think so. For for Chile, I mean, that is. Oh, for Chile, maybe. Uh, I, I mean, it has a lot of uh, um, famous actors uh, uh -huh. for within Chile. It's a lot of famous actors. The, uh, by the way, I'm gonna move, but you're, but I'm still recording. <laughs> um, the main. Like the the architect, for example, he is probably one of the most famous actors from Chile. Uh, uh, usually plays like a like the the hero uh, in many. Um, actually, now that I think about it, yeah, I mean, so acting wise, I think they spent probably a pretty penny. Okay. Um, so by, by U.S. standards, undoubtedly low budget, but by Chilean standards, higher budget. I mean, it makes sense. It's like they seem to have real actors. Like the actors were not bad. I, I thought all the actors were pretty good um, and like spent some money on the set. Yeah. 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 Apparently. So, so one of the things about the set was that uh, the, the, the real set was this was filmed at a prison. Okay. Somewhere else. Okay. So so they filmed it at, at a different prison, and and you can feel it, and you can feel the location itself. Um, so that that I, I would say they did a really good job on on the technicalities. Right. Right. Uh, um. And and acting, of course. Um. It just to me it's funny how the I, I feel like you could have done more with the actor who plays the architect not the architect sorry uh, the place uh the engineer i think his character is probably the most bland yeah i mean it, they seem like they casted someone with real presence and you're saying that person is like uh, a uh, a famous actor there um but maybe it's just a little underwritten that part mm -hmm. or maybe just all of the parts were a little underwritten and they should have cut half of the parts and made that point into more of the other characters. Right. Yeah. For those of you that can't see right now, Nyaki's screen is going very dark. I think he's trying to, uh, I think he needs some CG to uh, recreate that crawl space right now. I think he's trying to, to do it here. See how uh, low of a budget he can use. <laughs> exactly. Uh, 
What do you think of, uh, speaking of the, the tunnel, what do you think of that scene where you see all 25 in there? Oh, just waiting. Great. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Yeah. I mean, as I said, the tunnel, the tunnel stuff I'm in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, as an outsider, what do you think of the whole eggs, uh, making that uh, clay out of eggs? As a non-Chilean. Uh, have you ever heard of that before? <laughs> I've not heard of that, but it was, uh, that's probably my second favorite part, um, with the last scene, uh, there, like the moments of tension I thought were this film's strong points where they all have yeah. to like band together to do stuff. So I, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, actually, yeah, you do enjoy that. How they have to, like, they're asking eggs everywhere, for eggs everywhere. It's like, yeah, yeah. hey, could I get like a couple dozen? Like, for what? Like, yeah. Well, well, guys. Yeah, <laughs> we got a lot of people in ourselves. Like what? <laughs> um, yeah, I would say that 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 actually was a good scene, especially uh, the the singer who who realized that who picks the the nude pictures, the posters. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he just takes all the nude posters where the women are not actually nude and. I, I, would say, I mean, that's another area where there was humor because they weren't the, yeah. the, the cops were just taking the naked women. It's like, oh man, that, that, that woman, she's wearing clothes. <laughs> Random question. But like a lot of these old movies, like all these Italian films and stuff and like American films from like the 70s and 80s, it seems like putting like nude women on the wall was really common. I have not seen that very much in our decade or two. Is, is it... Is, do, 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 am I am I just like not in the right circles, or um, or is this a little bit out of fashion? I think both. You're a lawyer, so I know it's your expertise. So please let me know exactly. Of course, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think both probably. Um, I don't know. Like uh, today, there's the internet. Okay, I, I think that's probably it. Like I mean, before you probably people bought like new magazines and they all they maybe came, uh, came with a poster or something yeah today you don't need that <laughs> okay but yeah it's just funny to me to see people like put the stuff up so openly it's like uh -huh. <laughs> it's like and i've i see it a lot because i've been watching a lot of italian films in the 70s and 80s and they just put that stuff up it's like oh a woman's over no problem it's like they don't cover it up they just leave it there <laughs> yeah, no, it is weird. Uh, I mean, in the prison setting, it makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hundred percent. I, I understand it in the prison setting, but uh, I don't know. I don't know why my mind went to that. But yes, no, it's, but it's a good question. Um, it's like maybe the the nude poster business went the way of like blockbuster. It's like mm. it's, it's on the down and out. It, it hit its peak in like the nineties. Uh, and it's been downhill ever since. Maybe. <laughs> Probably hit its peak in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> that's, um, that's true. That's true. Oh, yeah. Well, earlier, the reason I asked you about the uh, eggs thing, uh, it was because um, in Chile, like, they do reference a, 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 a bridge, a famous bridge in Santiago that was built like during the uh, colonial period. And it was built with eggs. Oh, 
Oh, okay. So, yeah. Okay, interesting. I mean, that's one of those details where I had never heard of this, but it's so bizarre that it must be true. It's like, yeah. you're not making that shit up with the eggs. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Well, and, and, and the architect was like, I, he, you know, not even him thought about it, right? But then one person's like, oh, like, Calicanto. And that's, they were referencing to that bridge, uh, which is, it's historic because they, it would, they tried to tear it down to put a new bridge, but the base was so strong that it actually stayed intact. Huh. Interesting. So they had to put it. So, I mean, yeah, the eggs apparently it's solid building material. All right. Well, I, I'm not a structural civil engineer, so noted. <laughs> um, do you think the uh, character uh, Bigotes, the, the snitch, do you think that character was necessary at all? Um... I think it could have been executed better, but it's I, covering the part. I will say this: covering the part where it's like forty-nine people escaped and somehow they don't get a wind of it, and making sure that like there's some sort of tension there of that someone might find out. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if uh, Bigote uh, was like the right uh, vessel for that. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, having a snitch there is, is interesting. I think, I don't know. To me, there's just too many characters. So it's a little too right. much like you're in and out. Like, could, like if they made this about like five characters and like one of them ends up being the snitch or whatever, mm -hmm. that's that's a lot more compelling. Right. I think I think that was probably one of the, not one of the, uh, a challenge that the writers probably wanted, had. Because logically speaking, there should be trust issues, right? I mean, if you think about it, right? Logically, yeah. well, this on the escape, the the full escape was forty nine people, but the the actual people who were supposed to escape were only twenty five. Oh, okay. So a couple of those people were in the second wave, right? The, yeah, a, a solid, a, a solid twenty four. <laughs> so those people didn't even get on the bus. No. They just like ran off. Yeah. Okay. All right. So. so that bus yeah. looked like it had too many people on it. Then I feel like there's more than twenty five people on that bus. No, I think the bus was supposed to be twenty five. Oh. I mean, this is a small bus though. All right. Okay. I don't know. I mean. All right. Fine. Fine. Okay. I, I believe you. Let's go that way. No, so, you no, know, but maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't know. Now that, now that, yeah. now that you're making me think about it and. Now, yeah, the bus would look definitely way too full. But uh, the, the original people were 25, and then a shit ton of people ran away afterwards. Because okay. once they were in the tunnel, it was really hard to pull them out. Yeah. And, yeah. and I mean, these are, these are more of like historical facts in the sense that the prison was big, and the area surrounding it was really large too. So, so that's actually, why they had a hard time finding the end of the tunnel. Right, like yeah. it took them uh, uh, two days to find it, or something like that. Oh Jesus! Okay, no wonder that was so hard, because it's like if they could find the end of the tunnel, then they'd be in big trouble. Exactly. Yeah. Because um, I my thought was that like the second wave of people to go, it's like I don't I kind of suspected most of them would end up getting caught, 
But mm-hmm. like, talk about a good distraction so you can get your bus away. Right. No, that's true. That's true. But no, actually, most of the... I mean, out of the 49, they did catch a couple. Makes uh, sense. I mean, it's almost inevitable that they'd catch some. Yeah, for sure. But um, but many of them just straight up left. Um, so, and, and you know, and that, that's a, an interesting question, which was, if you were them, would you have left the hole open? Because that definitely added risk to their escape. Leaving it open? Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, it probably makes sense to close it. I don't know. On the other hand, having more people escape and creating distractions is good. So there are pros and cons. Right. That's true. Because um, I, I just... Again, this is... A, I, I think the dialogue and in this movie was probably what's lacking the most. Uh, and one of them was they referenced that discussion, if you will, between uh, the architect and uh, the man on the wheelchair. Because mm-hmm. the man is like, hey, you should make it, figure out a way of letting other people escape. And the architect was like, maybe, you know, mm-hmm. uh, well, think about it. And, and the, the the way was just leaving the hole open. Right, yeah. And then um, having the guy in the wheelchair tell people to go. Yeah. It's I, I do find it comedic that they chose the fattest guy to be the first one. I know. <laughs> like, do you think there was, like, a big backup behind him? Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> the dude was just, like, dying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, he got out and he was just dead, yeah. I mean, he could have, like, farted and <laughs> it would have been, like... Uh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that tunnel, I mean, I bet going through that tunnel was probably hell. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense that also the people that were digging it were able to get through. And the, the second wave of people were not quite as equipped for it. Right. Also, <laughs> they, were not even, they were not did, even dressed for it. Yeah, he did pick the uh, biggest guy. <laughs> He would, he, yeah, I know. If I was the 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 guy in the wheelchair, I would be like, "Hey, also, call the other guy." <laughs> and then I tell the other guy, "Hey, escape! There's a hole." <laughs> yeah. Like, wait to tell someone else. Yeah. It's um, like picking Walter from the Big Lebowski or something to be <laughs> <do> first. <laughs> um. But yeah, I don't know. I think, I think this movie definitely has strength and weaknesses. Uh, it's a fun movie. Uh, yeah. It could have done a little bit better with dialogue, um, or if or if you wanted to be for a national audience, give more context to it or something. Because yeah, there is a lot of uh, a lot of history that it doesn't sort of talk about. Or, right. Because, uh, yeah, even with a CNI, like, what the hell is that for a national audience? Right. Like, only locally right. you would know that's a secret police. Um, I do like the small discussion or how the character, or I do like the fact that they show how the characters feel about that uh, 
the referendum. But again, probably you didn't know what the referendum was about. I was able to figure it out eventually, but yeah. I mean, like, and I'm probably more familiar with Chile than, like, the average American, too, which... Right. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it probably, like, it's a film where if it went to festivals, I would think they would add some, like, a little bit of more explanatory dialogue and stuff like that, or maybe just some, like, title screens to explain what the fuck's going on. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Um... It's funny because like uh, the first movie to Chilean movie to be nominated for an Oscar was about uh, the political campaign for No, and I haven't yet I haven't seen that movie yet. Um, I'm curious of how that one got, because I don't think this one would get nominated for anything. No, I mean it, it. I don't think it's just a strong enough film to to be in serious contention for that. I could see it being like a crowd pleaser in Chile or something like that or South America somewhere. Right. I mean, it even could be a crowd pleaser in the sense that like, it's fun. And again, the reason why I picked it actually was mainly for the fun aspect of it, especially especially with the end. Like, it it does leave you with a happy feeling. Yeah. Regardless of... Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you could feel lukewarm about most of them film like I think I do um, but the end is like it's solid yeah yeah um, how did they get that bus <laughs> and all that shit for them because I mean for one thing I noticed about the movie and, and actually this is the part where I haven't researched that much is the outside help from what my understanding is that they didn't get the help from the communist party so it was just church folks yeah, yeah. I mean, it's interesting to see. Is like the they had the one church guy who was like, "Yeah, I'll help as long as they don't use violence." Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you think of that church guy? That priest was sort of almost like speaking of the thousand ca- the characters there. I mean, he is fine. <laughs> I don't have any strong opinions. I mean, like as I said, it's like. The, the film just has a little bit too much going on, so it just doesn't go quite enough in depth. Would you say this is the uh, a Roland Emmerich, uh, Chilean Roland Emmerich kind of movie? Well, is, so is this the day after the day after tomorrow? <laughs> sort of. Well, you know how like he, he, I feel like his signature move is having a thousand the cast of a thousand characters you know like oh yeah 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 uh, yeah true like independent I, I mean I haven't seen actually that many of his movies my favorite being Independence Day and you know a lot of people don't like it but if you think about it it's a fun movie it's an enjoyable movie it has slow moments very forgettable moments but generally speaking you end up happy the White House and, you know, blows up White House blows up. <laughs> yeah. Well, in this film, maybe the earthquake would be the White House blowing up. <laughs> she. Um. I. I mean, I don't know what else to say. I mean, I could definitely go on a, talking about the context behind it, but I don't know how much you. Yeah. How, how. How much filling in you need beyond what I've already mentioned. Uh, yeah, I don't know either. 
<laughs> Would you recommend this movie? Well, who, now that I've talked to you about it, um, or who would you recommend it to? Like, would you rec- make your partner watch this? I think so. I think she would enjoy it. But like now that I, I'm more aware that there's a lot of explanation. Although, I mean, I, I almost put it actually on the concept of uh, on the idea of how much explanation you might need from the play Hamilton. Mm. Okay. Because I mean. You know, with Hamilton, you also need a lot of, like, background knowledge. I mean, not a lot, but uh, you it need helps. at least... Yeah. 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 To enjoy. Um, so, maybe... And that one's enjoyable. So, I mean, yeah, I would recommend it to someone uh, if they want to watch sort of escape an escape movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually haven't seen that many escape movies. I mean, now that I... The more th- I think about it, the only movie I can think of is The Great Escape. Great Escape is good, though. That's a good movie. Yeah. It's yeah. old as fuck, too, though. What? It's old as fuck, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. But, I don't know. It's been a long time since I've seen that film, so I guess I can't totally say it holds up, but I, I'm pretty no, sure it holds I, up. Shawshank. Uh, yeah. Shawshank. Shawshank. I mean, like, the, the prison escape is, like, 48 people less than uh, than this film, but Shawshank's an entertaining film. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, so I mean, if we go into that uh, into that uh, era, area, I mean, I wouldn't put this as high as those, those other two. I do like the story. I think the story is pretty cool. Uh, the, the story has more real life importance than any of the other prison films. Oh, the Great Escape, actually, is pretty heavy. I mean, that's escaping a Nazi. Uh, sure, uh, yeah, 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 sure, true. Is there a camp? Is that but, based off of real life, though? I think so, especially because they didn't escape. Okay, well, maybe interesting. I I feel like seeing it fifty years later, um, or fifty five years later, or whatever it is, uh, uh-huh. it feels more like grand entertainment than it does like a a, a serious. Uh, Examination, but you're probably right that it's like if if an audience is looking at this in 1965 or whatever, which is 20 years after World War II, it's like people the the, the memories of that are still lingering pretty strong. True, but I mean I mean that movie takes itself way less serious than this one. Yeah, yeah, agree, a hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, although again, this one has moments where it doesn't take itself that serious, and those are probably more. The most, the ending, and again the planning, I think, are in part sometimes the less least serious parts, but the most enjoyable ones and the most well made parts. Yeah, I agree. Um, how about you? Would you recommend this to anyone? Um, yeah, a soft recommendation, I'd say, if someone is interested in. I don't know, Chilean films or, or some sort of like more modern prison escape film because there haven't been too many prison escape films recently that yeah. I can think of. Exactly. Out of, out of the Chilean movies that you've seen, where do you put this one? Out of the what? Chilean movies that you've seen. Um, I think I probably... I like The Maid more. Uh, I actually ranked To Kill a Man higher because I think that film has like a strong focus that this film does not have mm-hmm. uh, um, 
you know, probably about equal with Mirage Man. Really? Wow. Just I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just wanted to compare this film to Mirage Man. <laughs> probably about in the middle. It's like, it's like middle, maybe slightly below middle. I mean, I've okay. only seen a, a, maybe 10 Chilean films, so. True, true. Yeah, but I mean, you've seen all, like, most of the, you've seen Gloria, you know, you've seen, like, many of the... Yeah. Uh, Honestly, I think I like this more than Gloria. I don't know if that's... Uh, I thought that was going to be the case. <laughs> yeah. Um, Gloria, it just didn't quite work for me. I know that's a far more acclaimed film and, and a nicer film to like for the indie crowd, but... I, I don't know. I didn't love Gloria. I'll put it that way. Well, and, and that, actually, that's the main reason I picked this movie. <laughs> not, not, because you did, uh, not because you didn't like Gloria, but I picked it because I think out of uh, the Chilean movies that we see, that, you know, like here in the U.S., they're all, like, very weighty, very, like, deep. And, yeah. and this one... Although the again the backdrop is deep and you know has a hard history behind it, the movie itself is actually not. It, it's, it's a prison it's, movie, prison break. Movie. Exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah. and uh, and it's just fun. It's a fun movie to watch, and I wanted to see your opinion on a movie that was, you know, more fun, regardless right. of its content uh, context. Right, makes sense. Um, because, yeah, I think the, the only other, like, fun movie you've seen, that, the ch- fun Chilean movie you've seen is Mirage Man. Yes, which is fun. And I don't remember well enough to say how, I'm, how well I like this film compared to Mirage Man. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I hear you. Although you saw that Mirage Man the same year as you saw uh, The Maid, FYI. Okay, yeah. But you remember The Maid, and you know you like that one more. <laughs> Yeah, the maid was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know, I I don't think I have anything else beyond to say, uh, to say beyond the fact that yeah, I recommend it. Just uh, if you want to have a lighter, less weighty Chilean cinema, a less, you know, um, indie art film, if you will. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just because it's I I actually do enjoy sometimes watching. I mean, not, as a Chilean, of course, sure. Uh, I will support Chilean film right. industry all the time. But also, uh, I do enjoy watching like the less weighty uh, foreign films in general. Like we always we only get the weighty, thoughtful foreign films, and this was a fun, yeah. a, a fun one. I mean, as you said, this film, you kind of get two for the price of one. You get, like, this is, this on one hand is off of real historical events that are indeed quite weighty and stuff. So you, if you're in sort of, like, historical-based uh, uh, dramas and stuff like that, you get that aspect of it. But it's also a freaking prison break film, um, which yeah. is an, an entertaining genre film. So you get both of those things in this film. And I think exactly. that's, that is probably the main thing that this film has going for it. Yep. Um, I mean, oh wait, sorry, I completely forgot one scene that I did wanted to discuss, or I wanted to get your opinion. That uh, the scene where um, they're all like placing the um, 
<clears throat> in the middle of the prison on the outside patio without their shirts and they start, start think, singing. What do you think they were singing? Oh, uh, I don't know. What were they singing? They're singing the national anthem. Oh, I just wanted okay. to see yeah. what would a, a foreign audience think about it. Okay. Well, I mean, I think I understood the emotional weight of what they're saying. It was kind of like a, a a sort of a, a clap back song at the right. guards. Yeah. Right. But I mean, I was just curious the, the first time I watched it because like I actually felt the emotion of the anthem. But then I, I thought about it with you and uh, with a foreign audience who might not know the Chilean yeah. national anthem. I think I got that that was an emotional moment. I think it was, for me, overshadowed by the uh, end, ending scenes, which are more conventionally um, uplifting. Oh, no, for sure. For sure. I, I, I guess it's more on the concept of uh, um, the patriotic uh, emotion that one would get. Like, like, I feel like that scene, I don't know if it, it happened in real life, but it, it mimics... I forget the name of this French movie, but there is that famous scene where everyone starts singing national anthem, the French national anthem to the Nazis, uh, sort of in rebellion. And, um, you know, everyone around the world knows the French national anthem or recognizes it. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's very emotive. Um, but um, probably for a French, it's even more emotive. And I was just curious on... For someone who doesn't even know that that's the country's national anthem, because I mean there is a, con a different context, right? If they were singing the the anthem for their political party, or a communist anth anthem as a clapback, clap is one thing. But if they're singing the same national anthem as the people who imprisoned them, mm -hmm. it does have a, a separate context. I feel that's true. That's true. Like um, yeah. No, what were you gonna say? I was going to say, like, uh, that's something you probably wouldn't see in America too much is like, like more left wing proto like Antifa singing like the Star Spangled Banner back at like, right or something like that. It's like politics doesn't exactly have the same mechanics here in that way. Right, exactly. I mean, like, it, it's politically speaking. Well, I mean, this is going more into my own politics, which is I feel like the left wing should in the US, the, US, the American left should, instead of, you know, attacking so much the American symbols, should appropriate those symbols or reappropriate those symbols to, you know, what they're fighting for at the end of the day. Uh, I mean, you're probably right. It's like in terms of like a, it's like a good symbolic gesture that doesn't mean you have to compromise on policies or whatever. And uh, exactly. Yeah. Because I mean, like, uh, for and one, one discussion that happens in Chile even today is who were the real traitors to the nation? And where the, was it the dictatorship that was highly nationalist, highly pro, you know, our own heritage and all those right-wing ideals? Or was it the rebels? Because, I mean, or, or the left-wing people who are, at the end of the day, also very, like, pro-national identity, just a different one. Pro, mm -hmm. pro the, the whole concept of like, oh, being a patriot is trying to make your country better. But they both actually adopted the, uh, the national anthem, the regular one. The military added another, li another lines. Uh, right. So they're uh, both but, trying to 
Yeah, I mean, here in the U.S., it's like the right kind of owns that patriotism lane. Yeah, which is, I think it's a shame. Yeah, I, I think... It, it, uh, yeah. It's like if someone says, like, they're a patriotic American and they're, they're a Twitter feed, it's kind of like virtue signaling to the right that they're, like, more right-leaning. Exactly. Like, yeah, if you have a bunch of American flags... Whereas uh, li- liberals will say they're uh, he, him. <laughs> or right. she, she, her. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a really good way of uh, knowing. Uh, it, I mean, that's not even liberal. That's just like pro- progressive. That's like super. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actually, to be honest, the, right, the funny part is that the right doesn't make it, even make that distinction. Only the progressives make that distinction. Yeah. It's true. I, I, I hope you've enjoyed this uh, preview of Inyaki and I's next, uh, next uh, podcast, the, our politics podcast, The Patriotic Left. All about America. Yeah. Uh, America, imposing Marxism will be the patriotic dream <laughs> of everyone. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, I know, but... Um, yeah, no, I was just curious though, as a as a non Chilean, what, what your thoughts were on whether or not that context, the clap clapback with the national anthem of the same country as the tyrants, you know, if that was because uh... I mean, like when I watched it, I actually still I felt I felt that warmth and like like yeah, but then again, like Chileans are uh, for some reason they really like the national anthem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, yeah, that, that was the last thing I wanted to ask and say. Um, all right, well, I do recommend this movie, and I'm assuming you don't have anything else to say. I do not. All right. Well, again, thank you for the five individuals who are listening. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> may the five become seven, and may the seven become nine. Exactly. Um, if you have any questions, or more importantly, if you have comments or ideas, please email us or you can tweet us at uh, ZA Film to Film or send us an email at ZA Film to Film at gmail.com. Exactly. Um, and hey, if you have any suggestions about movies, movies that uh, you know, we, we, we should do or consider, if you're tired of the South American and Italian <laughs> movies, and the random horror movie in the middle, you can also contact us through there. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, anything that you want to add, James? Nope, that's it. We'll be back to Italy for the last Polizio Teschi next. Excellent. And then later, we'll get into the Italian horror. <laughs> Something like that. All right. Goodbye, All right. everyone. <laughs>